0: Well, we said last week that we would use the publicity surrounding the Oscar trial and also the Zanele uh, Kumalo, uh, that terrible story, that murder case next door, to publicise the issue of IPV. What is that if you've never heard of it? I hadn't until last week. It's intimate partner violence. And in South Africa, according to a South African medical research study, A woman is killed by her intimate partner every eight hours. Now, just think about that. We're not talking about random crime, whatever. We're talking about not crime for somebody who knows you, but we're talking about intimate partners, somebody who's supposed to love you. Well, on the line, we've got executive director of NISA Institute for Women's Development, and that's Dr. Zubeda Danga. Uh, Doctor, nice talking to you, and good morning. Good morning, John. Is that statistic accurate? Every eight hours, a woman is murdered by uh, her intimate partner.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the thing is that we don't always, uh, not all of the cases make the media. And so therefore that uh, figure might seem to be overrated. But in fact, it's not. We do have an epidemic on our hands.
0: It's, it's unbelievable. Do you think the public is desensitized? I mean, if it's not a case like Oscar uh, or this Zanelle Komalo case, we hear these terrible stories, we read about them, and you, you, you get appalled for a minute and then you move on and talk about the cricket. You know, do, you, do you think we're
1: desensitized? Absolutely. I think we hear about it. We might feel outraged for the moment, but then we continue. The thing is that we need to put in place programs and services for women early enough Almost at the primary prevention level. What, what so that, do you
0: what, what do you mean by that? At the primary prevention level, explain
1: that. I think that you know currently a lot of our efforts are um, exerted in terms of providing some services, but we haven't ma- maximized our efforts. In terms of doing work with young children, young people sufficiently, or by training professionals to recognize the signs and symptoms of uh, intimate partner violence very early on in life.
0: So so in other words, it's basically education and education and prevention. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But I think you have to do both. You can't only do education and prevention. You have to provide the services given the situation in our country.
0: But I mean, I know NGOs such such as yours, I mean, we know them on 702 because we come across them so often. We refer people to them. There's wonderful work being done and yet they all complain that funding is being cut.
1: Absolutely. I mean, in the last couple of years, several NGOs have closed. Many have downsized. In the case of NISA, we had to, in 2012, retrench um, six people. And up to now, we've not been able to replace them. So what happens is that although we receive some funding from government, these resources are nowhere near adequate to deal uh, with the issues that we face on a daily basis.
0: What do, you, what do you feel when you see something like in Candler with 200 million being, being put into that? I bet you could do with that, Doctor.
1: Oh, I think we feel completely outraged because you know, reali- we realize the need on the, at the grassroots level and then find that there's such huge wastage and corruption.
0: We, we seem, Doctor, you know, because it, it, it's terrible when we have to deal with these issues, when we'd rather be, as I say, be talking about something light or fun. But, but we see things like, like, like rape, we see crime, we see violence. And so often we hear about lack of self-esteem. We hear about the financial situation. We hear about a, a macho society in which we live. It seems to me all these things are related. Are they related to IPV?
1: absolutely they're related i think there's three fundamental reasons why men abuse and these are kind of the societal beliefs and conditions which actually encourage violence whether it's ipv or gender-based violence there are also responses from our communities and society which tends to perpetuate violence and then over and above that there's the added psychological characteristics, which would include things like men blaming, uh, not not holding themselves responsible for what Mm. they do, or um, not being able to express normal emotions and then generally expressing emotions as anger. There's also the internalization of the traditional male role. Um, You know, often these men believe that they, they are in control, that their wives belong to them. And so if anything happens, they feel that this is a reflection on them. So they want to be in control all of the time.
0: It seems, as I say, again, the same old things come up. So when are we going to see some some more action on this one? I mean, is anybody listening? I suppose that's the, the question I'm asking, Doctor.
1: I think my, the question is that we need to have much more political will from the top, and then we need to be resourced to be able to deal with these issues. I also think that we need... Um, a much more stronger national plan of action, which is then imp- implemented, because we're very good at putting in <laughs> plain laws and policies. But when it
0: comes Oh uh, yes, you're, you're, you're sounding like me now, doctor.:
1: <laughs> Well, John, you know, I've worked in this field for too many years, so I think at some point you become cynical as well.
0: What advice would you give to, uh, say, say, a woman or, or some—I mean, somebody in a same-sex relationship as well who feel that they're being abused? Because often it, does, it doesn't have to be uh, physical or sexual. It can also be uh, threats. It can be ridiculed. If somebody is in that situation, either someone who's being abused or an abuser... Who is yes. worried? What's the first port of call, Doc?
1: Well, I think the thing is that they, they must actually try and talk to somebody who believes them. That's really critical. Because sometimes you can, you know, uh, women or men will say they've talked to somebody, but no one really hears them know takes them seriously so i think you have to make sure that you're talking to somebody who takes you seriously or go to an organization that does this kind of work
0: okay can can, can we can we put your details up on our website doctor
1: yes absolutely
0: and presumably if there's any funding going you'd be very happy to hear from some possible sponsors eh
1: we would be very very happy about that john because you know the thing is we don't want to close down
0: yeah yeah, as an
1: organisation. Yeah. This work is so important and we're committed to it.
0: Fantastic. Dr. Zubeda Danga, thank you for talking to us this morning. You're welcome. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Okay, there you are. Executive Director of the NISA Institute uh, for Women's Development. And what we'll do is we'll put that details uh, up on the website.